Hey everybody, Pastor Cam Stevens here. Episode three, the Pastor Cam podcast. Welcome. Uh, we're going to get into it again today uh, regarding everything that we've been talking about. If you've been following the last couple episodes, we've been talking a lot about uh, the line between our faith in Jesus as born again Christians and our government, our politics, our citizenship. Uh, in this country, in the United States, as we sit under the U.S. Constitution. So that's kind of been the topic uh, in how do we balance our faith in Jesus and our uh, citizenship as Americans. Last last time in episode two, we, we talked a lot about that role of submission that we're called to as the church. Uh, we looked at Romans 13 as been, that's kind of been the hot verse, uh, of the day in regards to this, uh, lockdown quarantine because of, uh, the pandemic going on. And so we broke that down. So today we're going to continue that conversation. We're going to continue to look at that idea of our Christianity and patriotism. You know, can you be a patriot and a Christian? Never will I say that I am the, the answer. Uh, I just am providing an opportunity at least for you to think, uh, to hopefully cause you some pause. Uh, and, and you might ask, well, who am I speaking to? You know, that might play a big role in, in all this. And it's a good question. <laughs> I'm, I'm really addressing the church right now. I'm addressing those that are a part of a church, those that would claim if they were asked, what do you believe in? And if your answer is Jesus, if your answer is God, if your answer is the Bible, uh, let me clarify, if your answer is the God of the Bible, <laughs> then I'm talking to you. I'm talking to anybody that would call uh, themselves a born-again Christian uh, or just carry the term Christian. And, and that's important to understand as well. So this is what we're talking about today, the, the dividing line between being a Christian and being a patriot. And here's what I mean by patriot. Uh, I don't mean the front line, uh, going to battle, taking up arms, uh, causing a revolution type patriot. You know, I'm just using the term patriot in regards to the fact that you are an American citizen, uh, that you fall under the governance of the U.S. Constitution, our federal government, uh, state governance, um, governors, mayors, city council members, county supervisors, etc., whatever you call them in your area. Can you be a Christian and a patriot? I guess I just want to know, have you even thought about this in light of who you are as an American and, and a Christian or a Christian and an American? People even have an issue using, using that phraseology. So have you thought about what this means for your life? You know, and today is, is pulling that out. Everything that's going on today is pulling out uh, that idea of what it is to be a Christian and, and an American citizen. How far do we go with uh, having the government tell us uh, how long we have to lock down, having the government tell us to wear face masks or social distance or uh, what we can do or not do, what parks we can go to or not, uh, are the beaches open or closed, uh, can we attend church or not? You know, there's so much going on and I think that's what the, the heart of the matter is, is how long does that go? I think a lot of people have a strong understanding of submitting to the authority that is over us, but a lot of people have a limit 
<laughs> time-wise uh, as to where they draw the line when it, when they might say uh, it's been too long now, it's been too far, we need to lift restrictions and, and, and then start to make their voice heard. So this is what I see happening. This is what I feel is going on today. And, and as we continue to live under the weight of this pandemic, what it's really starting to draw out. What has it been now? Eight weeks, nine weeks uh, that we've been under this lockdown. And I'm really starting to see and get a sense from people as to how they're feeling. So newspapers, agencies, news media outlets, uh, social media, etc. cetera. Um, I'm just going to say it this way. There's no semblance of control. Nobody has any semblance of control over how to deal with what's going on. And I'm inv- I include the government uh, because nobody has an understanding of, as to how to control this. If they could control the situation outside of politics, I mean, if they could have any semblance of control over this virus, it would have been done. Um, but there's no vaccine. There's no cure necessarily. There's procedures that can be uh, put in place to to stem the tide. But uh, what this is causing is fear and panic. And, and we're seeing that played out right before our eyes. I'm seeing that played out right before my eyes as I talk to people, as I talk to my friends, as I interact with people on social media or, or whatever it might be. Uh, the the factual data is 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 disputed on either side. Uh, again, or maybe I should just say the data is disputed on either side. There don't seem to be any solid facts to anything right now. Uh, the, the no strength to provide information as to what's going to assist us in our current situation. People are responding and reacting and providing rules and laws and restrictions um, based on what they feel is best, and that's all they can do. And so what it's causing now after a couple months is it's causing us to respond and react. It's causing our emotions to to come to the surface. We're all dealing with something that that nobody knows a whole lot of about. Everyone is reacting to what they feel is best in the situation. And ultimately, we're all seeing, all we're seeing is an emotional response to a situation that is currently beyond anybody's capability to control. So the social distancing and masks, those are suggestions uh, on ways we could possibly prevent the spread of the virus. To flatten the curve, we're taking precautions of what we feel is best to stem the tide of transmitting this virus from one to the other. But I'm going to get beyond the virus itself today. I want to get beyond what I feel is the heart of what is causing the panic and the division and the worry and fear and hostility that we're really starting to see come to the surface today. The immensity of the finger pointing on everybody's uh, side. I'm not just talking about Republicans versus Democrats. I'm not just talking about church versus the state. I'm talking about normal citizens. Everybody is pointing fingers. You know, again, they're they're pointing fingers across the aisle. The Republicans versus the Democrats. The church versus the government. Uh, businesses versus the government. The government versus the populace. Uh, everybody doesn't know who uh, is is really in control. So therefore, our current reaction is to just do this and say, it's your fault. You need to tell me uh, or lift restrictions or tell me how to go about this and, and vice versa. You know, the citizens are saying that to the government. The government is saying it to its citizens. It's just blame game. It's all we're seeing. And all that does, when nobody has semblance of control, it causes fear. 
It causes panic. It causes worry. So in my opinion, that's the virus. Now, hold on. I'm not saying there isn't a true virus. I have a very close friend of mine that lost his father to this virus. And my heart breaks for him. I'm not saying the virus isn't real. I'm not saying the, the COVID-19 doesn't exist. It's hit close to home. I know plenty of people that have been uh, affected by this virus. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's not a problem. I'm saying we're getting to the point now where what's becoming more of a problem is the individual response to this pandemic and the restrictions and the quarantine that have been placed upon us all. People seem to be at their wits end. I want us to talk through a situation that causes us to pause a little bit, to cause us to think through things a little bit more about what we're doing with all this and ultimately from a Christian perspective. So because of so much fear, anxiety, hostility, partisanship, confusion, the data, the facts, the science on either side, the mistrust, the conspiracy theories, to me, that's what's destroying our political, our economic, our emotional, and our spiritual state of mind across this country. No one knows what to believe anymore. And that's what's scary, in my opinion. So let me bring us back to scripture. Yes, I'm a pastor. Pastor of a Bible-believing church in Southern California. I've been in ministry for twenty over 20 years. And uh, not that that gives credence to the fact that I am the final word on anything. I'm just giving you some background as to who I am. And this is what I read in scripture. And this is what I have to believe because nothing else outside of scripture is giving me any semblance of hope or solid foundation. And so I go to God's word, what I believe to be his word. One, he says in Matthew 6, 27, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Why do you have so little faith? You know, that's, that's pretty clear. You know, you don't need a, a PhD seminary degree to understand what that's saying. So don't worry about these things. What shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. So it goes on to say, seek the kingdom of God above all else. You may have heard it stated, seek first the kingdom of God. It says, and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. It's pretty clear. But are we doing that? Are you doing that? Are you pausing enough to go back to the word of God and place your worries, your fears, your anxieties and concerns at his feet and trust in him? You know, let me give you another scripture. Proverbs chapter 12, verses 25 through 26 says, Worry weighs a person down, but an encouraging word cheers a person up. The godly give good advice to their friends. The wicked lead them astray. And my friends, that's what I'm, I'm seeing happen. And this is the very dangerous point that I'm, I'm trying to make. We've got to be careful about what we say. We've got to think through our emotions and have some semblance of control. If we say that we are followers of Jesus Christ, then you better be careful about what you say about the government, about laws or restrictions, about um, 
what you believe is is really going on, the what you believe to be the facts of, of what's happening with the leadership of our country. And, and what I mean by being careful, I'm not saying to, you know, to restrict you of your freedom of speech. But what I'm saying is be careful about the influence that you might be presenting to somebody else who may not be a strong believer in Jesus. Are you tracking with me? Are you seeing the danger that that can pose to somebody who's searching for hope, searching for answers? What are you presenting to them? That's what I want to get to the heart of. It could be extremely cataclysmic that what you post or what you say or how you respond as a follower of Jesus Christ that may determine whether or not somebody's going to step inside the church to seek the true biblical answers to the problems of their life and society. As a follower of Jesus, the things you say and what you share, yes, even on social media, is a representation of what you believe. And without any biblical foundation or guidance or wisdom or seemingly any understanding as to the depth of what you're posting or sharing, you're presenting yourself as nothing more than somebody else who doesn't know what to believe. Because when you share viral videos, because, hey, if it's viral, it must be true or you share articles, or you're spouting uh, hostility or anger towards the government, or whatever it might be, when you do things like that without biblical precedent or biblical understanding or semblance of hope in Jesus Christ, do you understand how damaging that can be to those that are seeking understanding and hope and purpose for their life? As a member of the church, do you understand the consequences? So my prayer is that more of us, and myself included, take a greater sense of responsibility when it comes to how we are a witness and a testimony to who God is and what we say we believe, especially in this time. It's pulling it to the surface, isn't it? Your timetable of quarantine is coming to a close. Your emotional response is heating up. And so how do you react? How do you respond? Look, I get it. It's, it's extremely important to be informed. Okay, I'm not saying don't be informed. I'm not saying completely shut your eyes and ears to, to what's going on. But I'm saying you have to take responsibility for what information you take in, put it against the word of God, set it up against what God says. And then before you put something out there, I hope you have an understanding of or thinking about how that might affect other people and where they stand with their faith in Jesus Christ. We cannot forget Our purpose as the church is to encourage and equip others for the sake and purpose of ministry in society. Yes, that's not just a word for pastors. That is a word for all believers in Jesus Christ who have the responsibility of their witness and testimony to the rest of the world that what you say, how you respond, and what you do with your emotions in this time speaks volumes 
to what you say about your trust and faith in Jesus Christ. So yeah, be informed. But it's what you do with it is what's important in what we're talking about. 1 Peter 5, 7-9 through 9 says, Give all your worries and cares to God, for He cares for you. This is, where, this is why I say it's important to stay informed because Scripture tells us, stay alert. Watch out. For your enemy, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And he's devoured a lot of people nowadays. He's devoured them with fear. He's devoured them with anxiety. He de- he's devoured them with false information about what to believe about our government and your uh, Christianity and your faith and the church and, and, and submission to authority and, and all this stuff. He has gripped us, maybe you, with fear. So we need to stay alert. We need to watch out. I want to challenge that you don't just forward viral videos without any biblical understanding or weight behind it because that does nothing for your faith or anybody else's potential faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah, I watched Plandemic. I watched it. I took it to heart. I I took it also with a grain of salt because one 20-minute or whatever video it was or potential movie is not going to determine my response to Jesus Christ and his scripture and how I live out my life of faith in God, in society, because of somebody's belief about what's going on in the medical community and the potential deep state uh, hysteria that may be coming. It's just not going to determine what I believe. But because this video has gone viral, even within the Christian community, that causes me concern. It causes me concern that we are supposed to watch this and believe what it says because everything that's coming down from Trump and Fauci and whoever else are false and wrong and Bill Gates is on the move and you're going to be injected with a vaccine that has a uh, chip in it, which means 666. But that's really at the heart of what's being said by pastors, by people in society, by uh, these medical, these ousted medical professionals that are running for their life because they're telling the truth and everybody else is telling lies. We got to be careful. So let me bring you back to scripture once again. James 4, 7 through 8 says, You adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. Do you think the scriptures have no meaning? These are not my words. This is from the book of James. God's word. Do you think the scriptures have no meaning? They say that God is passionate, that the spirit he has placed within us should be faithful to him. So does that mean there's a balancing act between YouTube videos and newspaper articles and social media posts and your faith in God? Are you relying on scripture? Are you relying on God's word? to dictate everything else about what you read, what you say, how you respond and react in this time. Look, God continues to tell us. He gives grace generously. And the scriptures say, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts. For your loyalty is divided between the world and God. 
your loyalty is divided between the world and God. Where's your loyalty? Where do you stand? Again, that doesn't mean because you're loyal to God, you completely discount everything that's being said. It's not blind, ignorant faith. God has given us a mind. He's given us the ability to think. He's given us the ability to consider all things. But when you place those things before your faith and then try and wiggle your faith into those facts or, or information or YouTube videos, it's where we need to be careful. Let me leave you with a few more things to consider. Psalm chapter 37 verses 3 through 4. God says, I will, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes it boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all of my fears. Is that where we're at as Christians, as followers of Jesus? Let me read more of God's word. Philippians 4, 5 through 7 says, Let your reasonableness, and by reasonableness, gentleness, patience, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Do you have peace in Jesus Christ? Can you live in this amongst this pandemic and the political uh, chaos and economic uh, implosion with peace in who God is and in Jesus Christ because you've committed yourself to trusting in him first and foremost in everything? For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. You have control over what you believe. You have control over your emotions. You are to exude love and faith and trust in Jesus Christ because his peace, his mercy, his grace gives you self-control over how you respond to a world that is seemingly out of control. That's what's going to give other people hope and a foundation in Jesus Christ. That's the point. So let's keep talking. Let's keep asking questions. Let's keep having moments of pause so we can return to scripture and hear what God says about all of this. God will speak. Let him speak to you. So you have any questions, concerns, you guys know this, this will be on YouTube. Um, comment. Let me know your thoughts. I'll respond. Uh, you have some more thoughts you don't want to put out there publicly, then email me, E-R-L-E at eagleridge.church. I'll put that up on the screen. And if you're just hearing this on the podcast and not, not watching, I'll, I'll say it again. You can email me at E-R-L-E at eagleridge.church. Let's talk. Let's have some conversation. Give me your thoughts. Give me your opinion. And we'll keep, we'll keep chatting. Thanks for joining. God bless you. We'll see you on the other side of this quarantine, yeah? Bye-bye, guys.